The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. I will tell you one thing about last week and the EP podcast. If a local podcast could go viral, that's what that was last week. If there was Evergreen Park Twitter, we would have been trending one, two, three, and four. Friday, the EP podcast broke every download record that it had over nearly three years of existence by noon and it only got bigger throughout the day. If somehow you didn't listen to Friday's episode, and likewise the Monday episode that was likely the catalyst for Friday, it is everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com on demand. Every episode brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, iconic building, 95th and Pulaski. And they want to remind you that it's never too early to start teaching your kids about money. This year, help them take the first step towards a healthy financial future with a Junior Savers account from First National Bank of Evergreen Park. With a Junior Savers account, children earn interest on every dollar they deposit so they can watch their money grow. Show your children how rewarding saving can be. Set them up for success. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com slash J.S. No minimum required to open. Member FDIC. We talked with a mayor and one of two challengers going for the mayor's office in the election on April 6th last week. And basically, I couldn't walk into anywhere for the last couple of days without somebody asking me about it. I had to turn off my cell phone. We have Kelly Burke coming in here. She's running for mayor of Evergreen Park. And in order to bring some, I don't know, zen and just like just just to make it an easier night, I brought in John Brand and he brought beer. So I figure that the show is going to go very smoothly because John is here. Welcome, John. How are you? Thanks for having me, Chris. How Thank are you? you hey, coming. Anna. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Kelly Burke, who is the state representative for this area and is running for mayor of Evergreen Park. How are you? I'm great. Thanks good. for having me, Chris. No, no good problem. To see, good to see you in person, Anna. <laughs> yeah, good to see you. <laughs> nice gift. I mean, this is the first time I've gotten a plant at the at the uh, at the bar when we have a guest in. But this is actually kind of cool. Uh, what is, are these actual shamrocks? Like, what is it that you actual in here? shamrocks? Um, I think you water them with Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that he'll do it. <laughs> all right so we are all sampling right here at the nine foot homemade oak bar in my basement here in evergreen park we are all sampling brews from open outcry uh our nearby brewery we don't have a brewery in evergreen park maybe that's something you can get on if you become mayor okay i mean think about it i'd, I'd love to get one in here i'd like, like to right more than center. think about it yeah i mean maybe we can get while john's here let's make a match okay that's all i'm saying for for open outcry two okay like you have pizzeria uno and due i i want like uh two open outcries but uh, We'll get into that later. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're tasting first? You brought a couple of, uh, of options, but I love this one. It's a dark one. Uh, the first one we're drinking is our Price Gap Porter. It's an English porter. Uh, not too sweet and uh, aggressively bittered. There's definitely some robust charred characters in it, but it's not as much as you would expect in a stout. So uh, easy drinking, darker beer for folks that are a little scared of darker beers. I would, I would start out with this if you're not uh, ready to jump into the stouts. 
I easy like drink, I easy like drinking porters. beer. Yeah, I like porters. I'm more of a stout guy, but I I like a good porter. This is a good porter. I like it. What kind of beer does uh, uh, the candidate Burke enjoy? Like, what do you normally have, Kelly? What do you normally um, sit back and, and I usually and have the with? speculator when I'm at. Oh, uh, and open outcry. Look at this. She's like, I've been to open outcry. Oh. I'm naming one of Jad's beers. I love it. We when we know when we know that uh, uh, Miss Burke's coming in, we usually pull on a second bartender, <laughs> and we and we station that second bartender at the speculator tank all night. I love, but it. but I am enjoying this. I usually don't. Um, I like uh, speculator, and you have a, do you have a red, like a uh, red? We have a couple. You probably are accountant our hoppy yes, red. Yes, the yeah. accountant. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time I've had this one. It's delicious. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I usually drink Coors Light. You like the you like the fact the label turns blue when it's cold, right? Be honest, that's what you're into. You're like, look, my label changes colors. That's what it was. Yeah, my usual is, is going to the mountains with. So if we, had, if we had cold ac- active, cold activated packaging, you would you would drink that as well at Open Outcry. It sounds like a gimmick. I would yeah. go for. Yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try this here, and we'll get we'll get back in with John in a second. So let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, before we even get into the candidacy, let's talk about what you've actually been doing. That's actually a good idea. You've been helping out with the whole postal service thing. Yes. And this has been something like that you're actually, you're actively working on for Evergreen Park. We had the mayor on on Friday, and among other things, he did touch on the fact that things are starting to look up. There was a ton of mail delivered all across Evergreen Park on Sunday. There seems to be extra people that have come into the village, and it seems like something is getting fixed, right? Right. That's a that's a great summary. So uh, Mayor Sexton and I um, really pulled out all the stops for this. And we, we heard a lot of complaints starting in the late fall, and we started to, you know, bring our complaints to the post office. And then, you know, Christmas happened with just the deluge of packages. It was it was rough for those those carriers. Um, and then the snow. And so it was a, a combination of all these things. Plus, they um, are down on personnel. So... It was just terrible. The service was deplorable. A lot of different factors going into it. So uh, Mayor Sexton and I really mobilized our federal representatives. Um, Congressman Rush's office has been great. Senator Durbin's office got them on board, escalated, you know, the the severity of the issue with them. And uh, we've been able to, with their help, to uh, really connect with the post office brass, get some more people in here and really get them to, you know, put all hands on deck. So they were working on Sunday. They've gotten some extra people. Um, they promise us that we'll continue to have these extra people till things are straightened out. And, you know, just reading the news or seeing things on the news, we're not the only area that this is happening no, to. No, that's, that's what makes it incredible because I was listening to Pat Tomasulo, who, you know, WGN comedian, he's got his own podcast now, and I was checking him out. And, and he was talking about the mail problems all throughout Chicago and Chicago suburbs. It's not just here, but you guys... You seem to have figured out the blueprint to get it fixed quicker than all the other areas around here. A, a lot of kicking and screaming, yeah. for sure. And <laughs> shout out to the uh, manager of the um, Evergreen Post Office, Janice Hall. She she is trying as best as she can. She's hamstrung by, you know, the weather and some of her personnel issues. And, you know, she can't magically create people to come in, you know, and, and work. She's had a couple uh, folks on uh, who got injured and she's, you know, scrambling to replace that. So when one carrier is off, somebody's got to, you know, take over their route. So I'll give her a lot of credit for being a real willing partner to get this done because she wants, you know, she wants her station to operate well, too. So so you got that fixed. And now you also have to kind of look at, like, what you're going to do if you become mayor. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, I'll be honest with you. 
I've had a hard time getting answers like party platform stuffs from the other side. Like they don't like red light cameras. That's the only thing I've gotten (laughs) so far. Okay. Um, but what, what do you have like in the, in the first, you know, few days in the first few months, I, I know we're all really happy with a lot of things going on in Evergreen Park, but are there things that your campaign and what you're looking at and saying we need to do something when we get in the door? There are certain things we want to attack right away. Yeah, sure. So the the first order would be to um, just step up our efforts on economic development and look at uh, what new businesses we can attract. You know, we do have some some retail space uh, along Western and along 95th Street that we need to fill. So just really looking at uh, businesses that that you know we want to have here that will fulfill the needs of our uh, of our neighborhood and also you know people who come to shop and really try to find some support for our hospitality uh, industry. I mean, you know, we, we've got John here. It's just been I mean difficult the understanding. Yeah, it's been rough, right, John? I mean, you're yeah. you this is you're you're starting to come out of it, but it's it's one of those things where. I mean, it was rough in there, really rough. Uh, we've talked about it on your show yeah. for the last year. Yeah, it's been a long year for sure. Well, and and not every business has the creativity. I mean, I've I've, I've he's I've, got I've, a truck, he's got a merchandise shop, he's, he's got like, sheds. He, he figured he he's got cabins on his roof <laughs> so he could like so he could figure out how to get people in there but still be able to space them right. He figured out like the whole delivery thing. He bought the place next to him and put the investment in to have a takeout window. Like I mean, the guy was the guy had Santa Claus in the back of his his his, uh, his truck driving around and bunny. handing out oh, beer yeah. and Easter bunny and everything <laughs> else. I mean, like this guy this guy did everything he could throughout this entire thing to keep his business going and and really he could write a book I think coming out of it and I think he should and I think he will because uh, he's going to make an awful lot of money back explaining to people like this is what you do when the going gets tough by John Brand. I'm not writing a book. But my application submitted for the postmaster general. I don't. <laughs> Maybe you can expedite that. I'd rather do that than write a book. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by my good friend Tom Walsh at Edward Jones Financial on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. You got questions, he's got answers. 773-779-0023. The Youth Department will offer its second open house night this Tuesday, March 9th, 6 to 8 p.m. High school students, their families invited to stop by, check out the room. They got everything. Flat screens, video games, pinball, arcade games, foosball, pool tables. A really cool place for kids and young adults to hang out. And they're doing it safely. If you have any questions, if you want to reserve a spot at the open house, 708-229-3377. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department Candlelight Theater put up a recorded performance of the thriller Sorry Wrong Number just this past Sunday. Grab it on demand at evergreenpark-ill.com. And you heard about it on Friday, mass vaccination site opening up at the United Center. Who was allowed to go to it has changed, and the good news is it still includes Evergreen Park residents. In fact, all in Cook County can still use that site when they have shots available. ZocDoc.com slash vaccine. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C. Coming up, more with John Brand and Kelly Burke, and also the head coach of Evergreen Park High School football. Keep it here. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. 
These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Joining us on the phone line right now for the first time of what may be many times because they have a really weird schedule this year, and I think people are interested in the fact that they're back and taking the field again. Evergreen Park High School football going to be playing here this spring, and we've got the head coach, on the line with us for the very first time, Coach Jerry Verdi. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Listen, anytime, I, I'm kind of excited about this. You know, anytime that I see something new with sports, like a new type of tournament, like I, I didn't necessarily like the way that things went for Major League Baseball last year, but they had the expanded playoffs, and it was it was interesting. Like as a one-off, it was interesting. Uh, I find spring football as a one-off very interesting this year. I'm curious about how you feel. I, I you know, I feel the, the same way. It's 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 all kind of you know new territory, uh, you know, for all of us uh, realistically. And uh, we don't know how exactly the weather's going to react. You know, think about all the you know the rainouts and things like that 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 baseball has, particularly early on in the season. I answered this question um, from a reporter just a couple of days ago, and 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 I want to give you the, the the second my second part of the feelings about this is I really do think it's a blessing um, the fact that we are having football this spring. You know, we have seniors here that have worked very hard for the last three years, and I wasn't in any of those meetings downstate or anything like that, but you can imagine it probably came pretty close to them not being able to play football their senior year. And, and that would have really been a travesty. I mean, I mean, it would have been, we get six games, five out of the six are conference games. And the one is a crossover and, uh, and we're going to approach them all like they're little mini like bowl games. So we're, we're extremely excited. So, uh, yeah, I tried to figure out the schedule, and I went on something, and it got a couple of TBAs, and it looks like it's more than six. So can you run down? Do you know off the top of your head what your schedule is so far? I, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I can explain exactly what happened. Um, our conference went right to the uh, – right, went right to the uh, – what, what it would have been weeks three through eight. Okay. And just, and just kept it solid. And uh, so – uh, we're going to open up against Revis on March 19th, uh, and then our week two will be against Bremen, and then our week three will be against Argo, and we start the season all three games at home. What's it going to look like? I'm kind of curious. Like I, I've seen NFL games, the everybody on the sidelines wearing a mask, but the people that are out there playing don't have them on. I can imagine it could be difficult, uh, you know, playing football with another thing over your face. What what are they? What do they have to do? What's different that we're going to see this spring than what we would normally see? Well, you hit it right on the head. Everybody on the sideline is going to be in masks, and and that's uh, and and we're going to hold to that, and and that's going to be really strictly uh, enforced. We know that for a fact. 
what the IHSA has come out with was originally the idea was that the you know the players would would have to wear the masks over the ears in their helmet, and uh, you know it would have been kind of a you know whatever you got wear it kind of thing you know whether it was going to be and what I mean by that is maybe it would have been like a paper mask for some kids, maybe it would have been uh, a really nice Under Armour mask if you if you've seen those uh, for some. And what the IHSA came out with was they said it was going to be all right if the masks were uh, on the face masks themselves. So that we're going to actually be able to, uh, they're, they're made with the Velcro, to put the masks uh, inside of the helmets themselves so the kids always have them on. And uh, we always leave our helmets on for the most part anyways. Uh, so the kids will just be leaving their helmets on from beginning to end and they will have their masks on and that kind of that takes any uh possibility of germs you know hopefully of germs being transmitted during the play at least in theory i'm sure you got to see the reaction of your guys when they got to finally participate in something and the weight that must have come off their shoulder i but i'm wondering like what your feeling is i mean do we need to get all these kids back out and doing stuff it seems like you'd be on board with that seeing as how you are you're coaching a football team that's going to be out there from from the cdc health standpoint you know i that's not that's not really an area of of expertise that i'm going to even try to have an opinion on at this point in time but i can tell you that high school athletics and athletics in general are extremely important. They're important for not only physical well-being, but they're important for, for mental mental well-being. And, you know, I stood in front of the, our players after our, our second um, indoor practice, and, and I said these exact words. I said, you know, there's people out there that, that say that what we're doing isn't important, and, and I'll tell you from my own personal opinion for myself that it absolutely is, um, the guys are locked in. They're committed. They're happy to be to be together. They're happy to be playing. They're happy for the camaraderie, the teamwork, and, and the interaction. And I mean, it, it really is. It, it it is all part of that. It's it's just as much for our mental well-being as it is for physical well-being for these young for these young people to be to be doing something, being active, and. Um, it's 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 hugely important. What does this season look like for you? What is your goal as a team, and and how do you think you're going to perform this year? I hate to give the old the old you know coach's answer, but but this particular season, it's it's definitely true. There are no playoffs, but as I told you before, every one of these games, in my opinion, really is a blessing. Uh, you know, when we were sitting here in January. And the state actually pushed, kept pushing back meetings for when decisions were going to be made. And I'm not trying to badmouth the state. It was a very difficult situation. The governor was waiting, you know, the IHSA was waiting for the governor and the governor was waiting for statistics and so on and so forth. But with each passing day, the likelihood of us having a season seemed to be slipping away. And when they finally came out and told us, we're going to do this, you're going to have six games, um, we couldn't have been any more happy, and I mean that. But with it being a six-game season, with it not being playoffs, we'll, we will, we really will be approaching each game like they're mini ball games, and we'll take things, you know, one game at a time. We're extremely optimistic with the group we had. You know, last year on varsity, 
uh, we made the playoffs. We were five and four, and we started ten sophomores on varsity. And uh, that you know that's a really big deal. The the, the sophomores that were were starting for us were on a freshman team that had gone undefeated. Um, so we're we're really excited um, to 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 have those those sophomores now be juniors with the very important seniors. And we have a small senior class, but the seniors we have have been the epitome of of dedication and commitment. And so we're very optimistic on on how we're going to do with our six games. Um, We have talent. um, We've got really good team speed. And, you know, we're excited. We really are pumped up to to get this thing going because we we know we have a a pretty good team. And and depending on how hard we work and how things click, that'll dictate, you know, how well we do. Good luck to you and the team. And we would love it if you would check in with us uh, throughout the season and tell us how things are going. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. This is Kelly Burke. I'm running for mayor of Evergreen Park on the Good Government United Homeowners Slate, along with Clerk Kathy Aparo and trustees Norm Anderson, Mark Phelan, and Carol Kyle. We are all longtime village residents, and we've been bringing you honest, efficient, and experienced government for 20-plus years. Honest, efficient, and experienced government, the kind Evergreen Park residents want and expect. Evergreen Park has safe streets, vibrant neighborhoods, beautiful parks, and updated facilities. We have thriving commercial development with more to come. Our good government team has helped make Evergreen Park a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Let's keep it going. Vote for Kelly Burke and the Good Government United Homeowners team. The election is April 6th, but early voting starts on March 22nd. This ad was paid for by the Good Government United Homeowners Party. All right, sitting down here tonight foot homemade oak bar. Hannah, next week we got Kelly Burke. We've got John Brand from over at Open Outcry. We're going to try one more beer here before we get back to the questions. But, John, why don't you tell me a little bit about this beer, John? What are we drinking here? All right, so this is our American IPA called The Grace. Um, crystal clear IPA, aggressively bitter. Um, hops give, give you some uh, citrus-based notes in there uh it's a it, once oh, yeah, again it's a that. nice approachable easy drinking ipa it's not a hazy ipa so i don't know if i'm going to be able to get hannah to drink it but i'm guzzling it are you, <laughs> you going to drinker i asked them they're like i can't believe you like beer this much like just ipas i love ipas you've come, you've come a long way since the night when we I first have. met you're like i don't know about this ipa that's all i drink no. now it's, i now, brought now ipas a, over here she's a huge <laughs> fan of ipas and yesterday posted on facebook that uh she may need to go a size higher and i was like because you're drinking ipas all the time that's exactly <laughs> what i told and wearing yoga pants during <laughs> yeah, covid like my pants had to get bigger when i started drinking ipas all the we, time <laughs> this beer by the way was named uh was named um after a woman named Grace Hellslop, who okay. was the first, and as you know, Open Outcry, where uh, our branding and everything is wrapped around the financial markets. I did that for a long time. Uh, but Grace was the first woman in the United States to hold a seat on a U.S. exchange. So we named a beer after her. And it's Women's and History Month. And it's Women's month. History yeah. Look at that. Oh, Nailed that one. That's amazing. All right. Very good. It's good. I love it. And uh, Kelly's not uh, very much of an IPA drinker, but, you know, she's running for election, so she loves it. I'll too. drink whatever. Okay? Yeah, exactly. All right. So. You're getting ready here. You're getting into the long, the the home stretch. You're a month out from the the actual election. How do you feel? How's it going? What what can we expect other than the most awesome koozie I've ever seen, which is elect Terry Burke, first gentleman of Evergreen his. Park. <laughs> I, I brought that, an extra. Did you bring one? That, I mean, these things, I, I've seen them in bowling alleys and bars. Oh, my God. Even places outside of Evergreen Park, they're popping up. They, these things have become like the the viral like koozie 
of the entire area. People are trying to get their hands on these things to elect your husband first, gentlemen, and I think they're a riot. You can imagine how thrilled he is. (laughs) (laughs) He's almost forgiven me. (laughs) Oh, is this your idea? No, no. no. One of his his friends has a printing business and came up with them, and he went to meet them a couple weeks ago for a happy hour, and he presented them, and and, um, it's... It's just and the guy was like, taken, and I made thousands of them. It's just kind of taken off from there. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> they're, they're he's absolutely. Ready, he's ready to kill me. What, yeah. Would, yeah. What, what would he wear on the inauguration day? Yeah. <laughs> what, Ooh, what how color? would he dress? Who would he wear? Probably, like, how would I wear? I've met him before. Probably Gucci. Yeah, probably. Probably Dockers in a, yeah. a shirt. Dockers in a golf shirt, probably. <laughs> All right, so. So you're getting close. How's it look right now? How do you feel? What are you doing over the last month? So it, it looks great. We've been um, doing a lot of work. You know, there's a lot of prep work. You know, you got to get your uh, messaging and your materials and, and all that set. Um, I have, uh, and, and it's been difficult because of COVID, you haven't had big events, right? So how do you reach people in the meantime? So I've spent a lot of time over about the past six weeks, um, almost every day, just phone calling people. And, uh, Which makes why, sense because there are some people that aren't going to want to come to their door. That it, makes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I've had some great conversations, generally incredibly positive about the village. One of the things I've heard from some of the younger people I've talked to is uh, that we need to step up our social media communications. This is how people communicate. This is how people learn about what's going on in the village. Different programs, preschool sign up, softball sign up. When is the farmer's market? You know, they want to see it on Twitter. They want to see it. Or they could just uh, listen to the podcast. Listen, or they, don't be, or they don't be putting be me out of podcast. business, Kelly. I don't like this idea at all. But they need they they need don't to know to more that. than once a week. And um, so, but here's the thing: this isn't necessarily how I communicate. Right. So it's it's interesting to have to have somebody tell you this is you know, the the thirty somethings. This is what what they you know are looking for. And you know, you got to meet people where they are. Um, I heard also quite a few people wanting to know not necessarily specifics but wanting us to become more environmentally conscious as a village and um more green and so people talked a lot about um how can we increase our recycling close on 99th street turn it into a park (laughs) i'm done i'm down let's do it okay just put put big giant potted plants in the middle of the street that's what i want only bicycles down 99th street and down 91st and that will that will take care of all the people that are tired of people cutting through their neighborhood at Mach 10 it sounds okay? like sounds like we have a transportation commissioner <laughs> there's here and you know we've uh the past year i i worked with our um public works department to get a tree planting program going okay. and we partnered with open lands which um does through grants so we only had to provide the uh um, the manpower and we and, and the public works had done kind of a tree survey a couple of years back. And so they looked at areas that are lacking trees. So there's so many benefits to trees, not only aesthetically, but, um, you know, health wise, it provides value to your homes. It sucks out all the pollution. It's just they're just great. And we have some areas that are uh, less greened up than others. So we um, we, we did a so this isn't Grant. just a park. This is like, no, like taking care of the trees. streets and making people like making other homes look nicer and and in, increase property value. Exactly. Almost. So right. plant. So these are would be residential plantings. So yeah. So we we did it for twenty, and then we just got the grant again for twenty one. So um, we're we're working through that. You know, they're not usually they do a spring and a fall planting. Might only be a fall planting. You know, but we're uh, we're working through that and. 
we've been very cautious about the budget this year just because of uh, COVID and you weren't sure where um, our sales tax receipts were going to be and things like that. So I'd like to take a, you know, kind of take a breather, see where we are in the fall. And if we can somehow supplement this grant program with some of our own funds to get even more people who want them um, to get more parkway trees, I'd love to see that. Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You know, talking about trees, I got to ask you, because it got brought up by uh, by Mayor Sexton on Friday in a response to the candidate that's running against you, candidate Good. She's floated this idea of creating a park district. Mm. But the issue that we brought up the first time we talked to her and then Mayor Sexton brought up on Friday was that increases taxes sure. and gives you another body that's going to tax sure. your properties. Uh I haven't heard anybody say that that isn't true. So I'm assuming by the fact you're nodding your head like, yeah, that's true. So tell me, explain that a little bit to people who don't understand it because they hear park district like, oh, that's cool. We're we're bigger. We're classier because we have a park district. But what's the good and bad? And what do you think of that? Um, I think that the disadvantage is that, as you say, you're you're creating an entirely separate um, district that is its own taxing body and it would have elected uh, an elected board, and then they would be responsible for our recreation facilities and our recreation programming. Um, but we have a recreation department within the village that um, I think operates pretty creatively and pretty um, efficiently for the tax dollars we do give. What I did hear from people is ideas for different types of programs they'd like to see. And I think that's natural because the you know the what we did as kids, and what our parents He's were kind of satisfied with kids, was different from what I did right. with my kids, which is different from what the 30, you know, the, the new parents um, want for their kids. And then just things change. Like um, the village just, they started uh, pickleball lessons, which I have taken. Um, I've heard about this, but I'm afraid oh, of it. It's great. Pickleball? Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. like, it's, it's Hannah's, on a smaller Hannah's, court Hannah's from Louisiana. Please explain. You can me. use a tennis court. And so if you go to the... If it's, you go a, to it's, the it's about a racquetball court size. Exactly. But it's outside and okay. you play over a net and it's just a smaller uh, footprint of a court and you play with almost like big ping pong paddles. So they're wooden or composite of some sort. And then you play with a kind of like a wiffle ball. A big giant. An Why do I feel like this was, this was created by the same guys that came up with basketball in that movie way <laughs> well, back I when? Think it, I think it was popularized a lot by um, retirees in Florida because it's you don't have to run around as much as uh, tennis. But it's very fun. You and, and, I it's have, very... you and I have never played pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you would beat me based on that. So so the, the village uh, started offering pickleball lessons. So we're, we just finished up our second set of them. Um, you know, people would love to see a pickleball league. 
And, you know, during COVID, the rec department couldn't do a lot of the things. Every every park district or rec department, you know, was kind of constrained in what they could do. And our rec department just got real creative and, and ended up coming up with some new things that became hugely popular, like the drive-in movie um, for Halloween. We were they, at that. Right. They'd never tried it before. Yeah. And it it, it was great. It Kids great. loved it. And it was in the middle of COVID and they found a way to do something. I exactly. Think that's, that, that's the kind of stuff I think comes from like small groups that are doing things. Yeah, I, I think they do a great job. And to the extent, you know, people are looking for something new or something different. We are open for suggestions. Give me one more pitch. Give me your pitch to everybody. I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk to you again okay. before the election. So so tell people why they should vote for Kelly Burke and and first gentleman Terry Burke. No, <laughs> you should vote for Kelly Burke and the entire good government United Homeowners ticket because we represent experience and integrity. Um, we've 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 worked in the village, around the village, in the community for many years. Um, people know us. People trust us. Evergreen Park is a great town, but it takes a lot of hard work to make something a great town. And you uh, see our experience has borne fruit. We've got a great business. We've got great uh, neighborhoods and we've got a good financial picture for our village. And we got to keep that going. And, um, you know, if your phone rings and it's a weird number, you don't know, it might be me calling. So, uh, pick up and tell or me what could be a weirdo. Or could, it could be, be one a weirdo. Could be, a, could be somebody who wants you to extend your car warranty. You never know. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But maybe maybe take a chance. Pick up. It might be me. And uh, you can tell me what's on your mind. Awesome. And John, before I let you go, when's the roof open? An open outcry. I know you're open down below. People can get in there. They can sit down. You got some good indoor dining set up in there, and you're ready to go. And you're you're churning along. But when does the roof open up? I'm hoping. Cross your fingers. Uh, we'll have everything off the roof, all the cabins off the roof and all the tables and chairs up by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. And uh, people can come out and have a drink outside. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.